Hello, everybody, and welcome to the X Factor with the Crypto Hipster. This is your host, Jamil Hassan, the Crypto Hipster, where I bring you crypto policy and regulatory news, insights, analysis, and commentary, my commentary, from around the world. Welcome to episode 74, season 4, episode 14, for the date ended January 19, 2024. And welcome and thank you for joining me today. And as always, I bring you the crypto news, uh, insights, and policy regulation arena from around the world. And uh, some housekeeping items before we kick off. This coming July, there's going to be a conference, a, a Litecoin Summit. I'm once again a digital sponsor. I was a digital sponsor in November 2022. And I'll be a digital sponsor again for July 2024. Uh, be on the lookout. It's going to be a great conference. And the ch- prices are cheap. They're only $84 um, for a ticket right now, as opposed to some other crypto conferences or sure, over a thousand easily. Um, the lineup, the speaker lineup is incredible. Uh, it's going to be an amazing event. And I'm looking forward to seeing all the personalities that you only see on Twitter um, or X. Um, so it's going to be really great. So check it out. Mark it on your calendar. Uh, July 23, 24. I believe that those are the dates. Look forward to seeing you there. And we are going to kick things off. We are going to kick things off with some news. We always report the news. Uh, and my take, my take sometimes is wrong. Sometimes is right. But you know what? If I don't say it, then you never know when you're only going to not be able to sleep at night. I'm not doing haiku. That was just for you. All right, let's go. Tether. Tether responds to you on report about illicit activity for Tether. Whoa. How's that? That that ends in the palindrome, pentadrome, whatever the word is, polynomial. Major stablecoin firm Tether has responded to a UN report highlighting the alleged involvement of its Tether stablecoin in illicit activity. January 15, the Southeast Asia and Pacific Division of the UN Office for Drug and Crime, UNODC, issued a report on the use of cryptocurrencies in illegal activities on underground banking. Uh, titled Casinos, Money Laundering, Underground Banking, and Transnational Organized Crime in East and Southeast Asia, a hidden accelerating threat. That's the name. It's long, I know. The report referred to the Tether stablecoin as one of the primary vehicles for money laundering in the region. The report specifically referred to the rising popularity of Tether based on the Tron blockchain. USDT on the Tron blockchain has become a preferred choice for regional cyber fraud operations and money launderers alike due to its stability and the ease and anonymity and low fees of its transactions, the UNODC report stated. What are your thoughts, Justin Sun? Let me know what you think. I'm interested to know what he thinks, not what you guys in the undock think. Challenging the UN study on January 15, Tether emphasized that the agency's analysis has ignored the traceability of USDT. It did. And disregarded its own proven record of collaborating with law enforcement worldwide. Yep. The UN should also discuss how centralized stablecoins can improve anti-financial crime efforts, Tether said, adding that the firm is committed to collaboration on such matters. Looks like it was a hit piece by a bunch of people who didn't know what they were talking about. If you don't know what you're talking about, Undock, you should probably not talk 
I don't know. That's just a thought. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's some merit to that. I don't know. Let me know your thoughts. Okay. Let's go to North America. And a couple weeks ago, we had some Bitcoin ETFs, exchange traded fund spot Bitcoin ETFs, not spot T, spot, as in specific prices at the point in time instead of futures. Bitcoin ETFs are, in quotes, stepping away from the ideals of crypto, according to blockchain execs. Let's check out to see what blockchain execs said. Okay. The U.S. SEC approved multiple spot Bitcoin ETFs. What are they saying? According to Telegraph, uh, spoke to Andy Bromberg, CEO of Wallet Developer Echo, who claimed that ETFs could give traditional financial institutions excessive influence over the market. You are, in fact, when you buy into one of these Bitcoin ETFs, giving Wall Street money to buy Bitcoin with, and they own the Bitcoin, and you own a piece of paper that says you have a share in this. Bromberg stated he claimed this was stepping away from the ideals that Bitcoin was founded upon. He says there is a world where if all people entering the industry care about and think about is price and not what this technology actually does, they'll buy into these Bitcoin ETFs. And one day, these Wall Street institutions will own 70% of the Bitcoin in circulation. I'm not so sure that is the thing that we are trying to build. He has a point. What's the other point? There is another point. Your favorite crypto YouTube influencer with no work experience whatsoever shilling Bitcoin so he he or she can get ratings on their show. And extract money for themselves. It's an, it the same thing? I don't know. Let me know your thoughts. At least the people on Wall Street have had jobs for years. They know where the bathroom is. They know where the lunchroom is. They know all that. They know where the water cooler is and water water cooler is. Despite the criticism, Robert claimed that he was happy that the ETS were approved. Yes. Okay. So let's see. Romberg. Okay. Let's see, look, somebody else. Lucas Henning, chief technology officer for the Suku wallet development team, also criticized the Bitcoin ETFs. Henning's claim that ETFs will inevitably fail to capture the attention of the public for long since most cryptocurrencies and protocols other than Bitcoin simply won't get SEC approval to be put into an ETF. Henning stated, as soon as one of the as soon as one thing is done, like the Bitcoin ETF is done right now. People tend to ask the question, what is next? And now what is next is potentially the Ethereum ETF. If that gets completed, people are going to ask, what's what's next? Are we ever going to have access to Ethereum DeFi protocols? Are we going to get access to the sweet dividends and interest rates and everything that is possible? And the answer is probably going to be no. Hmm. Interesting. Who else is talking? Okay. Um... Looks like two executives talked. Wow. Multiple is two. I never knew that a multiple is two. But hey, you learn something new every single day. All right. So Grayscale is warning. Uh, Their CEO is warning. Only two or three spot Bitcoin ETFs are here to stay. 
Both uh, in a January 18th interview with CNBC at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, uh, Grayscale Investment CEO Michael Sonnenschein predicted that the majority of the 11 approved Bitcoin spot ETFs will likely fail. The U.S. SEC officially approved them. We know that on the 11th of the 10th of January. Yep. So Grayscale is saying, um, and they're charging 1.5% without any waivers, which is more than, than, you know, some of these other places like BlackRock, which is like 0.2%. Um, he said, I think from our standpoint, it may be time to, times to call into question the long-term commitment to the asset class. I don't ultimately think that the marketplace will have ultimately these 11 spot products we find ourselves having. Sign and Shine's remarks came on the fifth day of spot Bitcoin ETF trading in the U.S. Since the trading launch, Grayscale has become the only issuer aggressively dumping Bitcoin. They're dumping Bitcoin. They're offloading Bitcoin. They offloaded 37,947 Bitcoin by January 18th. And the other issuers have added 40,000 Bitcoin to their products since the start. So he's not shelling Bitcoin, which he did for a while, right? Quantum Economics founder Matty Greenspan. Yeah, no. I'm not going to talk about Greenspan. Greenspan, yeah. Uh-uh. Uh, sorry, I read that to you. Let's take that off the show. Uh, delete button. Beep. There's the delete button. Okay. Let's see. Judge SEC finance finance judge in SEC versus Binance case will hear arguments on whether crypto is a security. Federal Judge Amy Berman Jackson overseeing the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission case against Binance Binance U.S. and former CEO CZ has ordered a court review of whether digital assets are securities in a minute order dated. January 18, in the U.S. District Court for District of Columbia, Judge Jackson said she would hear arguments on how the SEC treated cryptocurrencies under current regulatory and legal frameworks. Lawyers representing Binance will be allowed to address whether a digital asset remains a security in perpetuity and the SEC's allegation that staking may be considered a security. The court intends quoted her, to hear an argument on whether an investment contract must involve a contractual undertaking and whether the SEC misunderstands the meaning of scheme in Howie from one defense attorney only, said Judge Jackson. Similarly, although both memoranda address the major questions doctrine and both raise background questions about whether litigation is the appropriate way for the SEC to proceed to oversee the crypto industry at all, one attorney should be assigned to argue that issue for the defense. All right. Let me know your thoughts. How's that going to go? What's going on? Is the SEC applying the right uh, attributes for the Howey test when they call a scheme? What I call a scheme and what the SEC calls a scheme are two different things. To me, a scheme is having somebody who's not qualified, to be in charge of a government entity paying the POTUS a nice amount of money in their campaign so that they could get a position that they're not qualified to be in. That's a scheme. I don't know. Let's move on. Donald Trump vows to never allow creation of a CBDC in the U.S. Presidential candidate and former president Donald Trump has vowed to never allow 
the Federal Reserve to create a central bank digital currency in the country. The pledge came during a campaign speech in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, this week, where the former president and possibly next president said, Tonight, I'm making another promise to protect Americans from government tyranny. I will never allow the creation of a central bank digital currency. Interesting. Uh, the declaration was met with rapturous applause, to which Trump replied, I didn't know you know so much, New Hampshire, very smart people, before continuing to explain such a currency would give the federal government and our federal government the absolute control over your money. They could take your money, and you wouldn't even know it was gone. That is true. Let me know your thoughts. And is, uh, is he going to win? You got a current sitting president who was installed, may have been installed, it's not certain, not proven, who may have been installed, sitting there with presidential ratings at all-time lows of maybe since Herbert Hoover or worse. So what do you think? You think Trump's going to win? Shut the media off, turn the propaganda machine off. You know, people will not be influenced and not vote for him. What are they, I don't know. This is not a political show. This is a policy and regulation show. And he said we're he's going to deny CBDCs. There are benefits to CBDCs. You have instant information on inflation, on economic indicators. You do have that at your fingertips. So you'll be able to know what's going on at all times. And maybe that could be used to, to knock down that $35 trillion U.S. debt we have. That's a benefit. The negative is the surveillance and security issues. So it's a trade-off. How do you balance that? Why you say never, never could say, okay, let's talk about the pros and the cons. Let's build up the pros, knock away the cons. That's a gray area that should be discussed. But I'm not a politician, so I'm just going to keep doing this show and stay in my lane, right? My lane is telling you that the government was invaded by Boomer last decade, and some of them don't belong there. That's my not. That's 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 where my lane is. But hey, this is the X factor where we talk about policy regulation. So let's talk about that. Coinbase argues stocks, Terraform Labs, and Howie in five-hour SEC face-off. U.S. District Judge Catherine Polk Fela has heard arguments from the SEC and Coinbase on the crypto exchange's motion for dismissal of a lawsuit filed by the regulator in June 2022. The hearing was held near for nearly five hours and provided an extensive overview of the key arguments in courts regarding the crypto space assets and the SEC's role in regulating the industry. During the hearing, Judge Fela critically examined the regulator's case against the crypto exchange, asking the SEC's attorneys to explain why a digital token issuance would meet the Howey test arguing the case was too broad. In the SEC's view, buyers of tokens are also investigating in the network or ecosystem behind it, indicating there is a value proposition behind a token purchase. Coinbase's attorneys, however, challenged the argument claiming that Bitcoin, described as a commodity by the SEC attorney during the hearing, is also backed by a community and has a network. Judge Fallow delved into the definition of staking and secondary market transactions, as well as recent court rulings involving crypto firms, such as the Ripple and Terraform Labs case. Okay, Coinbase is trying to create a different set of Howey tests 
said the SEC, and you know what? Maybe it does apply. Maybe a separate set other than one that's 100 years old applies because of this new asset class. Let me know your thoughts. Canada. Proposes, or going to Canada. Canada proposes the change to investment fund requirements for crypto. On January 18, the Canadian Securities Administrators released proposed changes to regulations on how public investment funds treat crypto assets. The proposed amendments under consideration would restrict the activities of public investment funds regarding crypto and establish standards for custodianship. Under the amendments, only alternative investment funds and non-redeemable investment funds will be allowed to buy, sell, or hold crypto assets directly. Other mutual funds would only be able to invest in those funds to receive crypto exposure. The assets invested in would have to be listed on the exchange recognized by securities regulator authority in Canada and would have to be fungible. Okay, that's that. Cool. Canada's moving a step forward. And then we'll go back to the U.S. I missed, the, I missed something. I found this kind of interesting. Um, but, hey, let's talk about this. Talk about Beanie Babies. The SEC in the U.S. struggle to argue Beanie Babies aren't securities, according to crypto lawyers. Interesting. The U.S. securities regulator apparently failed to effectively argue the difference between Beanie Babies and securities during a recent hearing in New York. One of the few signs that could bode well for Coinbase and its defense. That's, you know, peel that back a little bit. Okay, a little bit. The crypto exchange has been trying to have a lawsuit from the U.S. SEC against the dismissed by a New York court with oral arguments recently heard in a five-hour hearing, January 17, which is Wednesday, reflecting on the proceedings in a post on X. Hogan Hogan, law firm partner Jeremy Hogan, recounted that part of the hearing saw Judge Catherine Polk Fela, which we talked about already, remarked the agency's test to determine securities would lead to class action lawsuits against the seller of Beanie Babies. Hogan said the regulator then tried to distinguish Beanie Babies from securities to the judge, but for the most part fails because the truth is for the SEC, a Beanie Baby is a security Peeling back the onion, Beanie Babies have some more intelligence than some boomers that are sitting in the C-suite and on the board of directors at Fortune 1000 companies. My statement, my commentary, I'm telling you that because it's true. I never met a Beanie Baby who committed fraud about their experience. But if you look at the proxy statements, the DEF-14As across corporate America, you have a lot of people sitting on the board right now who lied about their backgrounds. Beanie babies are, are honest and have integrity. Just saying. Let's move on to South America. And you like that, huh? Beanie babies have integrity as opposed to some people who are sitting on the boards of corporate America. That's sad. That's a sad state to be in. But hey, I'm not woke. I'm not awoke. I'm not broke. And I'm not choked. I'm going to talk about socialism in Argentina. Socialism condemns people to poverty. Argentina's Malayo tells the Western world at the World Economic Forum. Argentine President Javier Malay believes that a shift toward collectivism 
in the Western world will inevitably lead to socialism and risks condemning people to poverty. The recently elected Argentine economist delivered a speech at the World Economic Forum, arguing the Western world faces a significant threat driven by a shift towards collectivist policies in recent de- decades. It is in danger because those who are supposed to defend the values of the Western world are co-opted by a worldview that inevitably leads to socialism and consequently to poverty and economic, um, economic deprivation. The speech was shared widely across social media platforms with one ex-user posting a translated version of Malau's address generated by an AI video tool, Hey Jen, which mimicked the president's accent. He's right. Good job. Keep going, Mr. Malay. We are with you, sir. Let's go. You're up. Cryptocurrency sector faces stricter AML regulations with EU provisional statement. The European Council and Parliament have provisionally agreed to expand parts of the EU's anti-money laundering and counterterrorism financing law to cover the crypto market. The deal will include most of the crypto industry, meaning companies providing crypto services must check and confirm details about their customers. They also have to report any activities that seem suspicious. According to the new agreement, these companies must check all transactions that cost 1,000 euro or more. The temporary law also includes steps to reduce the risks linked to self-hosted wallets. Lawmakers have set up special checks for crypto asset service providers when they have relationships involving transactions across different countries, requiring them to closely monitor the business connections of wealthy individuals. Okay. And then the EU Banking Authority has issued uh, AML guidance to crypto. All right. The European uh, Banking Authority said they amended the guidance that help crypto asset service providers, CASPs, identify their exposure risk to financial crimes due to their customers' products, delivery channels, and geographical locations. The guidance, the guidelines also outline how crypto firms should adjust their financial crime fighting measures, which could include the use of blockchain analytics tools. The guidelines will apply from December 30, 2023. The EBA, European Banking Authority, claimed the latest amendments are an important step toward, uh, forward in the EU's fight against financial crime and harmonizes the approach for crypto firms across the union to mitigate money laundering and terror financing. One more piece of news over in Europe is that Gemini and France. Gemini approved to operate in France and will debut within a few weeks. Crypto exchange Gemini has received approval to operate in France as a digital asset service provider, a DASP. The new registration brings the total number of European jurisdictions where Gemini operates to over a dozen. Gemini services should be available there in the coming weeks, making over 70 cryptocurrencies available to institutional and retail traders. It said institutional traders will also have access to Gemini, EOTC, electronic, over-the-counter trading. Gemini uh, European head Jillian Lynch said, France is a global innovation leader and has a vibrant crypto community. As showcased by the success of the Paris Blockchain Week, we are excited to soon be able to provide French customers with compliant and secure access to the future of finance. Good job. Gemini, good job. I applaud you. I salute you. I am doing a silent clap over the Zoom. Hong Kong's VSFG eyes 
Q1 2024 for spot Bitcoin ETF intro. Hong Kong is inching closer to a potential launch of a spot Bitcoin exchange traded fund with one local firm reportedly planning to launch such a fund in the coming months. Venture Smart Financial Holdings, VSFG, a Hong Kong-based financial service firm, expects to launch an ETF investing directly in Bitcoin in the first quarter of 2024. It's a market that has huge potential. VSFG Group Head of Investment and Product, Brian Chan, said, adding, the firm aims to reach $500 million in AUM, assets under management, by the end of this year. The firm is now reportedly working to apply with Hong Kong Securities and Futures Commission to start a spot Bitcoin ETF. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Also in Asia, Thailand. We're not talking about beaches right now. We're talking about Thailand. Open doors. Beaches always open. Thailand opens doors to retail investments in infrastructure-backed digital tokens. Thailand Securities and Exchange Commission has lifted restrictions on retail investors purchasing digital asset tokens backed by real estate or infrastructure projects. Previously, retail investors were limited to investing a maximum of 300,000 bots, $8,500, in these tokens. The updated rules published by the Royal Gazette removed this limit, allowing the retail investors to invest more freely in the real estate and infrastructure-backed digital token REIT market. The SEC's decision to lift the investment limit comes as the country's crypto market is gaining momentum. In September 2023, Thailand's largest bank, K-Bank, acquired crypto exchange business Satang, signaling the growing acceptance of digital assets in the Thai financial system. Good job, Thailand. I still think you should keep your beaches open, though. Beaches are amazing. I went there in 2004. It was a great time. I went on the beach, went in the water. I swam. I saw a bunch of crabs on a rock. It was fun. Moving on to India. India crypto exchange Lorian Binance OKX investors after FIU ban. Indian crypto exchanges are promising hassle-free transfers for users who want to transfer their crypto assets from foreign crypto exchanges after the country's Ministry of Finance Financial Intelligence Unit banned offshore crypto exchanges like Binance, OKX, and others. Several Indian crypto exchanges have created lucrative fee waiver deals for users with their funds stuck on banned foreign crypto exchanges. CoinDCX, one of the largest Indian crypto exchanges by trading volume, announced they had set aside $1 million to help users transfer their assets to compliant crypto exchanges. An estimated $4 billion USD is invested in crypto and offshore exchanges by Indian investors. With the recent regulatory developments, users have been trading on offshore exchanges are worried about their assets. They want to move a safe to a safe and compliant exchange to continue with their crypto journey. Sumit Gupta, CEO of CoinDCX, said in a statement. All right. Good job. We have one more place to be, one more place to go. Middle East, Dubai. What's out of Dubai? Lots of good things are out of Dubai, actually. Dubai regulator grants conditional crypto license to OKX. We just talked about them. They're not in India now, but they are in Dubai. Crypto exchange OKX is Dubai's subsidiary. Received the virtual asset service provider license from Dubai's virtual assets regulatory authority for exchange services. With the company was awarded its license, OKX highlighted it would remain non-operational until it could fulfill the regulatory requirements. Rifat Mahansahed. OKX general manager for the Middle East and North Africa regions told uh, said the company is working uh, 
to complete the requirements and expects the license to be operational in a few months. Once operational, OKX Middle East will be allowed to offer regulated VASP services, including spot and fiat trading services, AED deposits and withdrawals, and spot trading pairs. Let me know your thoughts. And this weekend, I have two announcements. That's all the news. Two announcements. One, I got a new book, Hot Smoky Luggage. It's the third book on the luggage rack. Okay, and it's from... Uh, Crypto Hipsters Mysticals, uh, episode seven, and for me, seasons five, four, and five. And then I have a new podcast, a brand new podcast. It's an amazing podcast with the CEO of Oradine. All you Bitcoin fans, all you Bitcoin endorsers, influencers, you want to listen to this one. It's a very good podcast, an excellent podcast. That'll be coming out tomorrow. Enjoy. And this was the episode, this was the X Factor with the Crypto Hipster. Join me each and every Friday for news, analysis, ups, updates, commentary, my commentary around the world of crypto and blockchain. Have an amazing week.